Blog Talk Radio. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Boss Man Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today, we have them from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. John Dunn with me. Coach Dunn, how are things up there in the Northeast, man, in New York? How are things going for you? Nah, things are going great, Taylor. First off, thanks for having me on, man. Um, nah, things are going great. We're you know, settling in. I've been on the job here about five or six weeks, and the dust is uh, dust is starting to settle now and got the staff in place and got some recruits uh, you know, ready to come and, and some good additions that we, we think we have a pretty strong senior group returning for next year. And uh, yeah, things are good, man. They've opened us with, uh, welcomed us with open arms up here, and and uh, just excited to be here. Now, Coach, what what about Marius? To get, what, what about the administration, the AD, just the community that is in, and the school itself that made you decide to move from St. Peter's over to Marius here in the same conference there? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't an easy decision. You know, it wasn't an easy decision. I mean, I was at uh, my former job for for twelve years. Um, 
you know, it was an emotional decision. But I think at the end of the day, being in the league for 12 years, you you, um, you get to see all the positives of all the schools and, and, and you know, just admiring Maris from afar um, as far as the, 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 the beautiful campus, you know, the, the high academic um, integrity they have here at the school. And uh, um, it's still a small enough school where you can have that intimate, you know, intimate feel um, of, of getting to know all your professors, 16 to 1, you know, faculty, uh, student to faculty ratio, which was really important to me. And, um, you know, th- those are probably the, you know, the particulars that, that drew me to the job. And, you know, I, I worked um, uh, on the men's uh, basketball committee for the for our conference in the MAC for the last five or six years. And you get to know all the, um, the athletic directors and, and, uh, you know, I always really respected, um, you know, Tim Murray. So, um, when, when, when Tim gave me a call and, uh, you know, I was certainly willing to listen and then, um, obviously knowing everything I did about the school, um, uh, I just knew that it was a, it was a good place for, for me and my family to, uh, to take the plunge, man. You know, I, I left a good, uh, uh, leaving a good job wasn't easy, but um, at the end of the day, I think Marist is, is was is really worth it. Yes, indeed, the coach. You know, I have a buddy in your conference, uh, Coach Witherspoon, up there. A good one of my buddies oh. when he coached down in Chattanooga. <laughs> coach McCall there. Me and him became okay. real cool. And Coach Shannon, his, his other guy, Coach Shannon, me and him cool as well. Well, as Coach lives in Atlanta. Coach Shannon does in Alpharetta, so okay. So I see him pretty often. <laughs> yeah. so, okay. So, so I keep yeah, out. I wish, I'm not sure. I wish Reggie wasn't in the league, man, because he's a he's a good coach and he's doing some really good things up there. So, uh, you know, we got our work cut out for us to try to keep up with him. Now, Coach, uh, looking at, at your at the roster here in Maris, now recruiting wise, can you kind of recruit the same guys who's recruiting St. Peter's, or, or, or does the the math change for you a bit being here in Maris from being over at St. Peter's here? No, I mean I think it's all the same. I mean at the end of the day, you know, I mean our philosophy is always to to try to recruit high character kids, and then obviously can play hoop, you know, and they could hoop, and you know, but at the end of the day, you have to recruit guys that are. Um, good enough to win in your league and you, you have to pinpoint, you know, uh, some higher level guys to, to, to be, you know, um, to be effective in, in the league that you're in. But at the end of the day, we want to do that with, with high character guys that want to represent um, not just themselves and their own families, but the Maris family with, you know, with, with, you know, integrity and, and high character, you know, um, I think first and foremost, that's that's you know the type of individual that we pinpoint, regardless of you know what what institution um, that I was working for, you know. So um, we've always done that, you know. I've always done that, and I'll continue to do that. You know, that'll be my philosophy. And at the end of the day, guys that want to go to class, right, want to get their degree, you know. I mean, you know, we already have ours as a staff, and they're here to get theirs. And you know, at the end of the day, I have really good relationships with with all my players and the only way and I always tell them when I'm recruiting them, the only way we're not going to have a good relationship is if you're not handling your business academically or if you're not representing us with character, you know, if you do those things and we'll have a great relationship. So that's who we, who we pinpoint on the recruiting circuit. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the philosophy that I'll always follow. Now, Coach, are you more of a high school freshman type, a JUCO or a transfer or international, or are you kind of a mix of all four of those different ways to get players? Yeah, it's a it's a good question. I mean, I think I think you have to have a mix, you know, in today's day and age. You know, I don't know if you can, you know, go totally one way or the other. Um, 
Now, I know there's some schools that might recruit, you know, the, the transfer route or or the junior college route a little bit more than, than others. But um, I think for me in particular, I, I would want to have a balance. You know, I think to have a, a strong program, you, you know, to have guys that are in your program for – um, for four years and, and, you know, that are, that come in and, and, and sustain the, you know, the, their careers through in your program, uh, is always a big benefit. But, uh, but within today's day and age with as many transfers, um, you know, that, that, that are, that, that are, uh, uh, leaving their schools, you know, year in, year out, I think you have to save, you know, one or two, um, you know, every year to, to kind of see what's going on, you know, in the transfer market, you know, so I think, I think a balance. You know, I think about I would never, you know, we have some internationals on our roster now, um, you know, and, and uh, at the end of the day, I, I would always keep my eyes and my ears open if I have some leads, you know, whether that's overseas or, or maybe in different parts of the country, maybe West Coast and whatnot. I'll follow any lead. Um, but at the end of the day, we want to do our recruiting mainly in the Northeast, um, you know, especially out of, out of the high schools and, and uh but always, you know, you know, save one or two for for the transfer market. Now, coach, I, I, I got a curiosity question for you, coach. Uh, international kids, what are all the mm-hmm. rules on recruiting those guys? Because they all kind of, because some of them may have played professionally before they came to college. So, what's the rule about those international kids coming overseas from overseas to play for you for you guys over here? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously over there they they do a lot of the they have the clubs, uh, you know, versus you know the, the the high schools. You just have to make sure that they've never been paid, you know, to play for any of the organizations or for any of the clubs over there. As long as they haven't been paid and and, and have made any money, then then usually everything is fine. But they still have to, you know, they still have to, uh, you know, pass through the the NTAA you know, clearinghouse and and you know, get the appropriate scores, you know, for, with their transcripts to match up with, with an SAT or an ACT score that, you know, that they have to take. So um, at the end of the day, they still have to get through the, the guidelines of the NCAA clearinghouse. And as long as they've done that and they've never been paid, you know, they've never been paid to play, then, then you know, everything is, is good as far as their recruitment. Now, Coach, uh, for those down here in Atlanta and our listening area who may not have seen your team play before at St. Peter's, uh, how, how how do your teams play typically? And are you a kind of a coach who will kind of base your style of play on the roster that you have available to you to play with? Yeah, it's uh, I think offensively, yes, uh, 100%. You know, we're going to play a style offensively based on the talent level that we have, you know, and, and um, the, the style of guys that we have, um, you know, the type of players that we have. Um, defensively, we're pretty much going to be consistent year in, year out as far as, you know, we're a quarter-court, man-to-man team. Um, that's what I've kind of hung my hat on in, in, in my career. Um, you know, even when I was an assistant, most of the guys that I've worked for were, were, were man-to-man guys, and it's kind of just how I learned the game and how I see the game. I'm, I'm not a guy that likes to give up easy baskets. Um, I don't want to give up baskets in transition. I don't like giving up baskets in the paint. Um, you know, but it's funny, you know, we, we were the, I think we were finished two in the fit in, 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 um, we finished number one in defensive efficiency in the Mac last year. We're usually in the, in the top three year in, year out, but we've, in the last few years, we've, we've been in the top, you know, in our league and, and turning our opponents over, even though, um, you know, we play our defense in the quarter court. I, I don't think you have to extend full court. 
to be aggressive in the turn teams over. So um, we've been we've gotten more aggressive over the years in quarter court, um, but we like to play with a toughness mentality on that end. But but offensively, you know, if I have the horses, I mean, then you know we'll we'll get the ball down the court and and shoot quickly and, and you know. But uh, uh, we we want to take good shots. We want to be unselfish. You know, we don't want to guard for for 28 seconds and, and grind on the defensive end and give the ball back within five seconds, unless it's a, unless it's a really good shot. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. And I, listen, I think at the end of the day, you know, people say, well, defense win championships, but I think balance wins, you know, I think you gotta, you gotta be able to guard, um, but, but, but you can't win without putting the ball in the basket. Right. So, you know, and, you know, in my former job years that we had good balance, we, we, we did really well. You know, we were pretty good defensively year in, year out, but the years we could put the ball in the basket were the years that we did well. So, um, you know, we think we'll, we'll um, be able to recruit some, some good offensive players here to go along with our defensive mentality and, and have some good success here at Marist. Now, Coach, uh, are you using these workouts uh, to uh, – I know you don't have four hours this, this year instantly increase that rule. Will you be kind of implement more of your schemes now and try, try to build the team's morale and try to get everybody on the same page with each other using these, these four hours that, that you have now up from two? Yeah, I think so. I think it helps, you know, especially get a new job to to have the increase in in, in the hours from two, from two to four over the summer. You know, we 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 got six workouts in in the spring after I had gotten the job here, so they got to hear my voice, you know, for a few hours, um, you know, throughout the spring and kind of got a little bit of a feel for me. You know, we'll get a little bit more demanding and we'll nitpick a little bit more over the summer. But what we'll do is, you know, we're just going to start on the defensive end and start put you know implementing our principles and and teaching our our help philosophy because we're we're a help you know we're a help defensive team and and at the same time getting enough skill work in and and you know trying to develop their games individually um but those so those are the two areas that we'll really focus on we'll we'll, we'll get a little bit of playing in um uh, but mainly we'll be doing a lot of a lot of shell drill a lot of defense a lot of 3 on 3 a lot of rebounding uh, rotations defensively and kind of implement all of that while we're developing our individual games. Also, now, Coach, a non-conference schedule-wise, Coach, uh, I know that skill's probably already done for you when you got there. So going forward, will you be tweaking it to maybe test the team a little bit more, play more Northeastern schools, or maybe get some two-for-ones or some, or some guarantee games or play some tournaments overseas, the exempt tournaments? So what kind of you going to think you'll do with, this, with your new job here at Marist? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're open to to just about anything. You know, I know they've they've played in a bunch of uh, you know MTEs here uh, in recent years. Um, you know, we're playing in another one this year, going over to Ireland and and, and playing. Uh, I know they've been in the Orlando one year in the Hall of Fame um, as well. So I know they're open to playing in some of these overseas MTEs, which I think is a big positive and helps recruiting. And and yeah, I think we want to test ourselves for sure. Um, you know, with, with some of these higher, higher level games, um, you know, and I think, you know, your fans get excited and the players get excited for those kind of games, but you also need to be careful because there needs to be a balance. You know, you, you, you want, you want to give yourselves an opportunity to win, um, you know, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the games, not to say you can't beat these higher level, uh, schools every now and again, but I think you want to be careful on how many you play, because I think it's really important that you, you not just test yourself, but you give yourself, 
enough opportunity to have success in the non-conference so you're feeling good about yourselves when you get into get into league play so i think there's a balance there um with giving yourself a very challenging schedule um but at the same time allowing yourself the opportunity to find confidence in the non-conference because at the end of the day in a league like you know our, our level it all comes down to what you've done in your league and and i think you want to have the most success that you can have uh, in your league by, by, by gaining confidence in the non-conference. Now, Coach, a lot of ask coaches about this. Uh, who are some guys in the business, personally, professionally, just outside of business, who have really helped you in your career as a coach and make you the coach you are today as you lead the Marist Red Foxes going forward? Oh, wow. Oh, okay. So, so two in particular come to mind. Probably I would say the two guys that have met. I mean, there's been a handful of guys that have meant a lot to me, um, but the two in particular. So Steve Clifford, who um, uh, was just uh, his most recent job, he's the head coach of the Charlotte Hornets. Um, I worked for him. Yeah, great, great guy, great person, great coach, um, but a high character guy and not just a great basketball mind, but a guy that really cares about people. Um, You know, he had a major, major influence uh, on me. Um, in my career, and we're still really close to uh, to this day. And I worked I worked for him um, at Adelphi University in, in Long Island, um, somewhere in the mid '90s. Um, and uh, Louis Orr um, uh, was my boss at Seton Hall, um, and another uh, who's who's now with with Patrick Ewing at, at Georgetown. And and um, you know he is a guy that um, is just another really good coach, but um, but a better person and, and uh, who, who had a major influence on me and, and, and my philosophy. And both of those guys, um, I feel, are, are individuals that have reached um, high levels in their careers. And Lewis, even as a player, not just as a coach, but um, but I think they, they both put people first and they're both a very high character. And, and Jerry Rickrode is a guy that, I, that gave me my first opportunity, my first job. Um, at Wilkes University, he was the coach at Wilkes University, you know, years ago. And uh, so those three, but uh, Lewis and and um, uh, and Steve are guys I spent the most time with in, in the business and meant meant the most to me. And final question for you, is coach. Now, how much of a whirlwind has this been for you coming from St. Peter's to Marist? I know it's not that far away from where you were living at. We had to probably had to right. you probably didn't have to move. <laughs> you probably can stay where you was at. <laughs> but besides not having to move, probably how crazy has it been for you trying to get this program up, up and up and going with you at the helm now? Yeah, no, it's it's been a whirlwind, man. I mean, first of all, you get five, six hundred texts in about two days' time uh, when you get a job and. And everybody wants you to respond uh, within the half an hour, um, you know, and get aggravated with you and think you're big time when when you don't get back to them right away. So you're trying to return all your texts, uh, your phone calls and your emails in a timely manner. Um, You know, and and a lot of guys, you know, whether they want to join the staff or they want you to recruit their guys or just congratulatory messages. So you want to get back to them. as soon as you can and then obviously get to know your team you know up here you, you want to make sure you get your your staff in order um so there's just a lot going on and then the recruiting obviously right you know um figuring out how many scholarships you have left and and how you're going to use them so it's it's a whirlwind and on top of that you have all the emotions going on of of leaving a team that you're you, you were very very close to and then and then obviously i have a 13 year old and an eight year old and and explaining to them what's what's going on. So 
um, it's it's certainly a whirlwind. There's a lot of emotions involved. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of sleepless nights. Um, but uh, but it's a uh, you know you get through it on 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 just you know on the energy of it all. You know, um, you know just on the adrenaline. You know, it just gets you through it because you're excited about. Uh, about the future um yeah but it is it's only a 90 minute drive for me you know so um it hasn't been bad uh you know you come up on a monday you stay a couple couple nights here you go back home you know but you're not gone for uh, a month you're not gone for weeks at a time it's just a few days and then you kind of come back up so it's it's uh it hasn't been that daunting uh on the family so it's uh it's been a great experience uh you know up to this point man and and you know we're still just forging ahead and and with a lot of enthusiasm and and, and looking forward to what the future brings here at Marist. Well, coach, I'll tell you off the air. We're more looking to have you in Atlanta when next time you're in town. Recruiting, you know, or at a, a tournament. Feel free to come by our studio here in Midtown Atlanta. Love to have you in studio. Love that when coaches come by here and see us live and in person when they're in town. So it's always a good thing for us in the show when you guys come in here and see us personally. All right, man. Well, I'm gonna take you up on that, Chair. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, Coach, you're great. We'll talk to you real soon, man. All right, thanks, JR. Appreciate right. you having me on. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions. Also, a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guides you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby, 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. <laughs> 